0: Welcome back to Made in the 80s, podcast about the 80s by people who are made in the 80s. I'm Shalia, and we have
1: Jim and Kendon.
0: So before we get into this week, I forgot something from last week. Last week, we talked about coming to America, yes, and we talked about the things that we liked. And one thing that I really liked and thought was funny, repeatedly, I've been laughing about it for the last week because they're playing those commercials during the NCAA tournament, was no, 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 no.
1: Oh Mutumbo? <laughs> I love those commercials. The Geico
0: commercials. Yeah, they've been playing um and like when he asks if he can uh talk to her and he's like gets up and does that. That was funny.
2: I That's liked that. Race. Did you did you watch the championship game?
0: Yeah, well, because I'm a big Gonzaga fan. They are nice. in this <laughs> yeah. Well they're <laughs> in my bracket every year. Sometimes playing Syracuse, sometimes playing UW for the championship. You thought
2: this was the year they got him, gonna get it done.
0: I mean, this is the year I didn't even fill out a bracket. So I was kind of like, oh, man. But oh, it was tough. That was a tough game. But the women's was amazing for the championship. And the Final Four game for the Zags was amazing. Like, that was really exciting. I had to try to explain it to Kendon, like, why it was so amazing.
2: (laughs) It was incredible to watch live. Yeah,
0: It was a good game. And I do think that a lot of their steam was gone after that game for the championship Mm -hmm. which is unfortunate um but you know what one thing that i liked as an athlete and i'll do that with air quotes Mm -hmm. was i always wanted to lose by a lot if i was gonna lose like if i wasn't if i wasn't if it was close then i'd always be like man i could have won i could have done it but if i lose i'm like they were just better than me (laughs) i I couldn't do it they were better than me i can move on closure Mm
1: -hmm. I'm going to admit that this is not relevant to the sports you're talking about, but the sport that I participated in most was wrestling, and I never felt that way. I'd much rather lose by a close margin. Otherwise, it just meant somebody manhandled you and threw you around the mat.
0: Yeah, I, I understand my like, perspective team like
1: In
2: boxing, you don't want to lose like that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Boxing just means you were somebody using it as a punching bag. Yeah. <laughs>
2: somebody just, just like a buzzsaw just ran through you like that. <laughs> it's such a terrible, that's the worst feeling ever. Like, oh, you didn't have a chance. Like you did just... Yeah, I,
1: I I should not, I, I could have just not been there.
2: It's <laughs> been <But> the, <laughs> classics, they show like Mike Tyson fights. Yeah. One from like early on when he was before he was even the champ. He's fighting this redhead dude and it, the whole his whole claim to fame is he's never been knocked down. Oh, he's never been. He's never touched the mat. Man. <laughs> <Cut>. <laughs> that dude didn't get up. He touched the mat all right. He, he didn't see. He was seeing God like and it, that's before the, the sort of like the legend of Mike Tyson. So everyone was still kind of stunned to watch him kind of Cut you
1: the- know you know what that reminds me of i just recently randomly uh saw that scene from the beginning of uh, avengers infinity war
0: yeah where he's
1: like uh, uh look he's like we got a hulk hulk mm-hmm. runs in punches thanos a bunch of times like yeah okay <laughs> nobody's ever really put yeah. Hulk to the mat and he just
2: pull- thanos yeah. pulls him apart <laughs> yeah. yeah ebony maw's like yeah let him have his fun it's fine like he just like the way he hits the ground. <laughs> and Hulk doesn't come out for the rest of that movie. Nah, he's done. He never, he doesn't want any more smoke with Thanos for the rest of the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Never wants any revenge or anything.
0: Nope. That was so funny when he's like, come out. And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. You're on your own. I'm out. F this shit I'm out. Fuck this shit I'm out. <laughs> okay. So, friends, thanks for letting us go back a little bit. Um, now we're going to talk about the news. Well, just so you know, this week's movie is Kiki's Delivery Service. It's another Miyazaki film from the 80s. And I'll put the timestamp in the show notes. So if you want to jump straight to it, you can. It's
2: the final one from the 80s. It is available on HBO Max if you want to watch it.
0: Correct. And we're going to talk about it. But now we're going to talk about what's happening now. (laughs) The news. The news.
1: So Warner Brothers has canceled both the New Gods mm-hmm. uh, movie that Ava, uh, Ava Duvernay was working on mm-hmm. and the Aquaman spinoffs from James the trenches. Deep Trenches. The, called The Trenches or something. Oh, The yeah. Trenches, yeah. Um, this is kind of a disappointment. Yeah, this is a disappointment. I mean, to be fair, we should not get excited when they announce these things because they're no. usually just like, oh, we talked to somebody. They said, sure, we'll do this. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like there's no investment. No, no, well, not no, but like no serious investment in it mm-hmm. um, to the degree that it's, it has to go forward. Um, but Ava Durbinay, who, who did what, 13th and Selma? Selma. Um,
0: and Wrinkle in Time.
1: And A Wrinkle in Time. Have not seen A Wrinkle in Time. Very interesting voice uh, to bring to a DC movie. Especially something like New Gods, which is like uh, uh, I almost called him Thanos. What Dark Side and his his whole crew.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. That would have been interesting. I actually, DC has become out of the two com- companies, the one that swings for the fences more. I feel like, so you might get something particularly interesting or fun or offbeat. Um. And then with James Wan, I, I think it was they wanted to try to to leverage his horror sort of history um mm-hmm. he did saw right um I don't, think he, I don't know if he did saw what did he i think he's famous for doing saw i think, I think the conjuring right no maybe yeah. both could be both but definitely if i if i oh yeah the conjuring okay so i'm way off
0: <laughs> well no. i'm okay with not getting the aquaman spinoff because there's probably no jason Momoa in it yeah. But um, I, th- I remember us talking about new gods when we heard that Miss Ava was going to be part of it. And I think we had some questions about her style and how that would work. But also ultimately, I think we were excited to see. And so this is, a- this is disappointing because I did think that it was going to be good and different. Different but- is what was, was
2: exciting to me. So and- James, Wan, James Wan did The Conjuring Saw and Fast 7.
0: Right, yeah, so he's, he's
1: got a lot of different things under his belt. Um, but, but yeah, to start with Ava Duvernay, like the idea of what she has done before and bringing that to, to DC, I was excited to hear, like, oh, this is gonna be something different and weird. Mm-hmm. Um, James Wan, I guess maybe less interesting, the trenches idea, but yeah. still, um, because he did Aquaman, right? Yeah, Aquaman, and I think it, this was based off of kind of like there's an element or like a couple scenes that with the kind of freaky deep sea uh, tribe of yeah. mer people. Um, so anyways, I mean, that's that's what I've got. I, 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 I hate can, to hear something interesting getting shut down.
0: Yeah, I can imagine that they didn't get a lot done during 2020. And so they're kind of like, I mean, I I would think that even those two directors probably have other things they want to work on. So it could be just like mutual of, you know, I might've been working on that and it sounded good, but I'm, I am <laughs> I I don't want to do that anymore. I'm ready to do, you know, this other thing that I was excited about. So
1: well, I think one of the reasons why this kind of resonated with me is because we'll talk about in the what you've been watching, but we finally saw the Snyder cut, which includes that, or God, I'm going to keep on, which includes Darkseid, who is one of the new gods. Um, and that got me a little more interested in, and exploring that part of the, the DC universe. So, to then immediately find out that that was
2: canceled, you know. Yeah. But well, for me, the frustration part is like, as someone who enjoys this kind of stuff, it's just, it's all these announcement stuff that doesn't happen, right? It's the Flash movie's been in, in development for what seems like six, seven years. Like, Adam's been in development for, for 10 plus years. Um, this happens a lot with them. Like, they should be able to trade on the buzz they've gotten from the Snyder Cut to do something else. They don't, the only thing left in the canon is Suicide Squad, which doesn't fit with whatever they're doing. It's just another one off, which is fine, but you should have, like, Marvel's like, hey, we're doing Shang-Chi, they're doing Shang-Chi. If Marvel says we're gonna make um, Black Panther, they made Black Panther. We're gonna do Loki Show, Loki's coming. Like, Marvel is literally going WandaVision. Winter Soldier, Winter, the Winter, Falcon, Winter Soldier, and Loki, like back to back to back.
0: They,
1: they had a few things that they've canceled. If you were to look at what their roadmap was in 2015
2: or something like that, it's not that they don't cancel anything, but not on the scale of DC. But DC doesn't have anything else to come. Like Marvel can cancel something, but there's still something else coming behind it. They don't have anything following up. So this goodwill that you buy with your fans kind of dies away until you have something else coming up and you hope that they latch on. And even their goodwill, I mean, I'll complain a little bit about that later, but yeah, it's, hint,
1: it's hint, Green Green Lantern, I mean, come on. It's right there. Right
2: there. It's all right there. Like, even the promotion for Wonder Woman, the first one, was terrible. They didn't really promote it. It was weird. I was like, what are they doing? It's a good movie.
1: It's, they're animated. Their animated stuff oh. is on point, and that it's must be
2: I just saw a trailer for uh, Batman uh, The Long Halloween, I think, is, is what they're doing. Okay, good.
0: Great. It looks great.
1: Let's talk about that when we get to what we've been watching, because I have tie-ins. To
0: that. All right. So is there any other news? Tim, you got any?
2: Um, good. A final trailer for um, Without Remorse, the new Michael B. Jordan action movie where he's killing everybody. We saw that when we turned on our fire stick earlier today. Yeah, so that's coming this month, I think. That's around the corner. Uh, we finally got a first trailer for Loki. Oh, I like that trailer. Super fun.
1: What did it, what is it called on his back? So at some point he has like a almost like a prison suit on. This is variant. variant. I almost said deviant. Yeah. It's very. It's like this isn't the real Loki or something like that. And the guy. Oh finish. god, there's a scene where he's like. Uh, this is everything you've ever said in your life sign here and he's like are you serious and it prints out one more page he's mm-hmm. like you're gonna have to sign this one too
2: the best part like- is the end when he's like I've watched you literally stab people in the- <laughs> well I won't do it again like, I won't do it again it's, uh, Tom Middleson is so great as Loki
0: I like um what's his name Wilson Owen oh, Wilson they're yeah. like do you trust him he's like he trusts him so that's cool <laughs> he yeah. trusts himself or something like that
1: you know uh, the the fable of the the frog and the scorpion Yeah. About how the scorpion can't help but stab the frog in the
2: that's that's Loki. Yeah, this, this gonna- is going to be really fun, and they've got some tie-ins. Um, so to Kang the Conqueror, they showed up in the trailer. So I'm Kang. These are deep, deep cuts. That's
1: like I love they they have really uh, embraced the history of like all of these characters. Apparently, the real man Mandarin is going to show up at some point. I think yep. at the, uh, yeah. yeah. I wonder if they ever get to the other Human Torch, because the original Human Torch is not the one from the Fantastic Four, and I'm real curious about that. And Namor, Namor has not showed up. I don't he know. Has there been any- Black
2: Panther 2 is the rumor.
1: Oh, okay. I was going to say, have there been any ref, uh um, references to him? Yeah,
2: no, not yet. The rumor is Black Panther 2 will have Namor trying to come to Wakanda and take over. So for friends who aren't aware, Namor is
1: roughly the Aquaman of Marvel.
2: Yeah, but like cooler.
0: What about, like, (laughs) is his name like Galactica or whatever, who like follows the Silver Surfer?
2: Yeah, probably with when they introduce Fantastic Four, I imagine. I feel like Galactus makes
1: sense as the next biggest villain to go up against, but somehow seems smaller scale, even though he is technically a larger scale villain. (laughs) then well, <laughs> he just yeah he goes around eating planets for food yeah but now when you're talking about half of all human or not even, all life having been snapped out like this seems like a smaller scale threat doesn't it
2: galactus it does well i think they'll figure it out they'll figure out something
0: i mean he might be harder to fight yeah. it doesn't have to be a bigger scale Could be also,
2: I think, I think when you introduce mutants you're gonna have more on the ground issues you're dealing with, right? Mutant Registration Act, government, like that hasn't, it's always been in the shadows of the MCU, but to have them in the forefront as the actual villains as superheroes try to integrate themselves will be even more fascinating, I think.
1: I'm real cautious on how that's gonna work. Because in this world, world, superpowered beings have mostly been embraced as heroes
0: well yeah no you don't watch agents of shield
2: yeah <laughs> but but it takes it, right. it takes one incident for it to check to it to flip you know what i did watch we probably never
1: brought it up but we watched uh the uh what are they called
0: you did watch inhumans and i think In you did bring humans.
2: it up oh Ooh. so bad oh what, wow. what a what a terrible show
0: yeah agreed um, any Man. other news?
2: Last but not least, Space Jam. I'm sure you saw that trailer. I thought about you, Shalia, when I saw it. I was like, "Oh, this is a movie going to make Shalia happy." It's colorful. It's LeBron. It's kids. It's family. It's all these little Easter eggs. It's a guy from Clockwork Orange courtside watching basketball, which is really funny because that movie is so dark and twisted. <laughs> I didn't Wait, know
0: that's McDon- who that. Wait, Michael
2: McDonald.
1: Is that his name? Mm. Wait, the the actual lead character from from a Clockwork Orange or uh, somebody uh, else? Same. McDowell. McDowell. What
0: that's was your weird. question, Kendon? Are they in are they even in space?
1: That was my question. <laughs> because it looks like they're in computers. Yes. And that's not aliens from outer space. No. So how is this not? And you can take this from me for free. Cyberspace gam? Um
2: yeah, do not want to confuse people.
1: What's confusing about Cyberspace Jam? No. <laughs> it's a way better title.
2: What it does look uh, good on T-shirts. Cyberspace Jam. But it looks what like Don Cheatle looks, looks like he's hamming it up.
0: Uh, I like him so much.
2: You've got other NBA players in it. It's going to be fun. They're playing, you know, these super villains. I
1: remember they- that being the, the one of the funnier things about the first one, when, like, all of a sudden, was it, like, Charles Barkley? What yeah. other what other basketball players who lost their
2: who lost their powers was it Reggie Miller
0: I feel like Larry Bird was in it but I could be wrong
2: yeah that was a lot of people I haven't seen Space Jam in a while yeah Anyway, Space Jam New Legacy looks like a lot a lot of fun Um, I'm excited to watch it I'm I'm actually really looking forward to it
0: I think LeBron is perfect for this I'm excited
2: He's good Mm -hmm. comedic timing
0: yay okay any other news that's it. All right, Tim, what have you been doing since we talked last?
2: Um, what I've been doing? I I finished that QAnon documentary on HBO. Was it
1: QAnon
0: documentary? Did it's you learn
2: Q something? Yeah. It it confirmed all of my suspicions. These people are nuts. It's like this incredible insane feedback loop these people are in. What I, is QAnon I, I, for you, huh? What is QAnon? Well, watch the documentary. You'll find out. But we'll say this. They believe in these crazy conspiracies. The feedback loop is dangerous because they believe in this crazy pedophile ring that's happening and all of these Hollywood elites are, involved, are all pedophiles, right? This woman who was once a reporter wanted to report it on her news station. Her news station didn't want to report it and she took that as confirmation that what she was saying was true so she quit her job. Not that if I'm producer of a show, and you come to me and you say we're going to cover these high-profile celebrities as pedophiles with no real evidence, we're going to get sued. We're not doing that. So she, but it's that feedback loop of oh they didn't they didn't want to run the story, it's because it's it's so true. That's why cover up com- confirmation bias. It's nuts. So yeah, it's six parts, about an hour each they really go all the way back to like Gamergate and- Wait, Gamergate's involved in this? Watch it.
1: Goal. This is what they did afterwards, isn't it? They they
2: they needed to put their energies into something after Somewhere. Gamergate. So okay. it's fascinating, at least, at least all the way up to the Capitol riots.
0: Nice, so it's, it's recent that they put it out.
2: It's fascinating, yeah. Watch that, catching up on Falcon and the Winter Soldier, really enjoying it.
0: How far in are we
2: now? Episode four is this week. Apparently episode five is supposed to be have a cameo. Six episodes total. Six episodes total.
1: Good. It's time for us to start watching, honey.
2: It's good. It's a lot of fun. Um and I watched this really weird scary movie about this, <laughs> these people at like a, a tech con and like one of the rooms is haunted. And it's it was so ridiculous. It was So ridiculous. It's, I don't know why I watched. I watched the whole thing and it was bad. And I couldn't help but finish it. It was really <laughs> bad.
0: Where did you watch it on?
2: Uh, it was on. It was on Netflix. I can't remember the name of it, but man, it. Like there's parts in the movie where you're like, I would just leave the hotel. I'm not trying to. If 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 our room was haunted, we're say we're on vacation and our room is haunted. And I see you guys. I'm gonna say hey. Our room is, something's going on. Let me show you on my phone. You're like, Tim, I don't want to see your phone. I'm like, we're leaving. And me getting my stuff together and walking out is a sign to you that something is wrong. When I pack my bags very quickly and leave.
0: So here's the thing, Tim. Yeah. I've literally done that before and slept. So at Academy, I was pretty sure my room was haunted. And so I slept in the heart. The room Which probably was wasn't.
1: honestly more dangerous decision
0: the room probably <laughs> was not haunted like my guess is it wasn't but at like i was yeah. up until like two and was like i i can't sleep here so i that's what i did so if if we're all traveling and tim packs up and leaves yep. we'll follow wow. if we're all traveling and i'm packing up and leaving you guys are you can feel free to like investigate the room and it. see that's fair that's fair between that and my um but My the investigation is usually when,
1: when you get killed in a horror movie. <laughs> yeah. True. Does that mean we have to? We should really err on the side that Shavia is correct when it comes to hauntings.
0: I mean, honestly, I do think it was haunted. Whether it was going to hurt me is a different story. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm glad you survived it. Yeah, uh, about- a- anything else you want to talk about? That's it. Okay, Kendon, what are you doing?
1: Um, kind of a binge of DC that I'll talk about. Uh, so I start with the Snyder Cut. Yay! We watched the Snyder Cut. Um, it feels like a better movie, it does. This it feels like a better two movies almost like it could have been split up the way that um, uh, Infinity War and Endgame were split up, obviously. Um it probably should well if it came out theatrically it should have been but it's broken up into like seven parts so Mm -hmm. we just chose to watch it over a couple of days
0: but it might have been like three sittings
1: it appears to be a better movie it looks better it behaves more coherently Mm -hmm. um i like a lot more of it but there's a youtuber called mauler Mm m-a-u-l-e-r kind of who kind of analyzes sometimes takes apart things and I was I was watching, he was making a lot of points that a lot of what Joss Whedon did may have been improvements to the actual coherence of the story or of the characters. Makes me want to, re- uh, not really, but encourages me to re-watch the Whedon version. Oh. Yeah, like despite the fact that most of the points he was making about the Whedon changes making the story make more sense or the characters make more sense, I feel like the world that um the Snyder cut shows is just more cork, more coherent or cohesive, one and or both of those adjectives.
0: It also just kind of works better. Kendon was laughing at jokes like this is funny,' and then like that was in the other one too, like he was laughing at the same scenes, but because the it, the flow was just better, he was in a better space to hear like whatever joke it was um. And specifically with The Flash, like that character was much better watching it um, or watching him through the Snyder Cut. Uh, I think probably because a little bit more character development. I'm not sure. Yeah. But a lot of his jokes, like same yeah. ones from the weed version and Ken is laughing and he did not think it was funny in the first one.
1: Yeah, I think they land better. He's His character is less. Well, they took out the whole thing about not understanding brunch, which made no sense and did not belong there. So there was, some, yeah, a lot of extraneous stuff in the Whedon version. But the YouTube video I watched made me feel less harsh on the Whedon version. And we have to be honest, this Snyder Cut is not what Snyder would have put out in 2017. I think... Also, anybody who watches it, assume, what, what part is it the epilogue that oh, we God. said do not watch? Or you should not watch past a certain point. The epilogue. Yeah, it's the epilogue when... Well, no, it's not the epilogue. It's the part that goes into the future. That's the epilogue. the epilogue, there's an epilogue part that shows where all the characters, what they're all doing after like their hero stance after winning against the main bad guy. There's an epilogue and then there's like a further into the future. Yeah, it's
0: just like it goes on and on and on.
1: It's really, really bad. And it it maybe has finally turned to be against Jared Leto Joker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think that the I mean, epilogue that, that, that was scene not. Good. makes
2: better sense in the middle of the movie than at the end. It doesn't make any, It's a bad scene.
0: Even so, it's boring.
2: Yeah, it takes so long. <laughs> People were saying like, "Is this the best time? The best interaction we've seen on film with Batman and the Joker?" And I was like,
1: "No, because they were they were not even in the same place when it was filmed. No, they were they were not bouncing off each other. You can see that they're not in the same shots. Like they're not the same person." Like, it's, it's really bad. And I liked the, I, I, I was not one of the people who didn't like that Joker in, what, Suicide Squad? I kind of like the idea of a mob boss Joker hanging out in a Joker club
2: or whatever. Yeah. Um,
0: but, but that's not he, who he is anymore.
2: No, yeah. no, he's
0: bad. He's I agree. just
2: bad. The thing that kills me about this thing, about this whole Snyder Cut is like, Warner Brothers wouldn't let him put out a four hour movie. Which led to all of this craziness. They're like, dude, you can't put out this four-hour film. He kept wanting to make it longer, and they were like, we need a certain run. And it, which is Warner Brothers' thing, right? They want a certain runtime for their films. He knew that going in. So when he has to leave the project, unfortunately, because the loss of his daughter's life, Whedon comes in and has to essentially try to make sugar out of shit and turn like what someone was shooting for a four-hour film into a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour cohesive thing that's supposed to sell now you spent a ton of money on it
1: but here's the thing considering how me too you can't use me too like that anymore but how copycat um dc is a couple of years later they may have let him do the whole four hours or five hours split in two because they saw it work with with marvel if it works with marvel we'll give it a try Mm -hmm. like that's the funny thing about it yeah um Anyways, I like, the thing is, is I like the tone of the world he's created. Yeah. like I don't I, see anymore. Huh? We're not seeing anymore of it. That's, I think, a bummer.
0: I think I, Steppenwolf was amazing. The, what? like, stuff on his, oh, my God, I like, I just kept staring at him, like, was, this is so cool. I
2: think, I think him and Cyborg definitely got a bump in this cut. Mm-hmm. Cyborg, like, outside of Superman, is he like the
1: most clutch character and the whole team? Like yeah. he's the most powerful
2: out of all of them. And I mean,
0: in this scenario, absolutely. I, I also, really like, like I
1: him
2: wanted a lot. I wanted I wanted more of like tell us more about the anti-life equation. Like it like I understand what's happening, but like most my sister has no idea what that is. She doesn't she it, oh, it she probably doesn't even register if that's what's happening. Like explain, explain what why he wants to go to Earth so bad, what's so important about Earth, why is he coming back?
1: Fair enough, but I this is where the biggest complaint I have about the movie probably is: is how did he forget about Earth? If all of the most important events of his life seem to have appeared, uh, happened on Earth, he lost the mother boxes there. Earth is the only planet he failed to conquer, and the the anti-life equation, which they show him seeing yeah. on Earth, is there, but he like for like the literally the movie treats it like he he forgot about Earth.
0: Right. Well, in the movie, is like. Steppenwolf, you owe him these worlds, and yeah, you're I do like, to know
2: <laughs> how he has a bad a bad credit score. In yeah. And
0: yeah, Steppenwolf and like, didn't fail.
1: Steppenwolf is 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 not the one who failed. Now, I, like villains in comic books are always blaming somebody else, but that was a hundred percent a failure on on dark Sides.
0: Who could have just walked through that little portal and?
1: Helped yeah. him out. <laughs> there were. Oh, I was talking about the. I was talking about the first time. Well, yeah, that's I'm saying. But like, you're right. In the second, in this,
2: just watch this man get beat up.
1: He watched his. And I was like, "Is there something that prevents them from being able to go through that that portal so that they can help out in the fight?" And there's nothing stopping them from going and fighting Superman, unless Dark is scared of Superman, which he's not, I think. But Although yeah, that, apparently that's a they got it because
0: we see Steppenwolf go through most of them.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> most of them see this. But
0: that. like, so I will say the other thing about this, I appreciated. I actually felt bad for Steppenwolf. Like watching the Snyder Cut, I'm like, oh, I see why you're doing this. Like, you are stuck conquering worlds. You need 55,000 and yes, you're not going to uh, get this one. Like, man, it's kind of like when you watch those nature movie or like clips and like, the predator's coming, and the prey gets away, and I'm, like, cheering for the prey, and Ken calls me out, and is like, well, that means that you know, that cat is hungry, and I'm like, so I'm starting to, like, oh, I feel really bad, like, they're probably hungry, and they want to take food to their children, and like, I felt bad for Steppenwolf in that way, of, like, Hopefully he gets air and then he dies then, anyway, so.
1: Well, I was gonna say, then I, I leaned in, I said, each one of those worlds he's conquered is like a genocide, Julia, so <laughs> you don't have to feel too, too bad for Steppenwolf, yeah. but he He's a way more interesting, I think, at least looking and behaving character in this version. Yeah.
0: The Amazons are still ridiculous. What's
1: up with the Amazons? Why are they so lame? I like them.
0: Why are really? they fighting with bows and arrows that are made out of wood? Why are they, why are they still why don't they fighting have lasers? with bows
1: and arrows after they got beat by World War One rifles? Maybe, the cars with roofs
0: on them? Maybe they have
1: something that gets used in modern technology. I don't, I don't know. Well, that's, how they, that's how they keep getting wrecked by space aliens with lasers. Mm-hmm. Shalia and I are offended by, by the, uh, the lameness of the Amazons, considering that they're kind of a mix between like Thor and like the uh, Asgardians and the, um, the Wakandans, both yeah. of which have a way better portrayal anyways before we spend uh, too much time on that the other thing I watched uh, that I want to talk about is Batman hush which good. is it is it's really good, good. it's um I've, I have the comic and what's interesting is they changed it Yeah, it's a different and I was like well I was expecting to, to that I knew what was going to happen and I was just watching the execution right watching how it how it plays out um and then I was like this is this is not how it goes Oh, maybe I maybe I forgot this part. No, no, this is a, this is different. Um, and so I think it it's well act or like well voiced, um, really well drawn. I think I I like it better than which one did they do that wasn't as good? I think it, well, uh, Killing Joke. The Killing Joke did not turn out as well as I would have hoped. Um, but
0: I think I fell asleep during that one. We actually went to the theater for it, didn't we? We did
1: go to the theater. I had I like pre-fun, and I was
0: so sleepy. Which yeah. is funny
1: because they added a bunch of stuff that didn't need to be there or else you maybe wouldn't yeah. go. Um, and the, and uh, so yeah, you mentioned that they are doing uh, long Halloween, mm-hmm. which I'm looking forward to. Um, and now all Batman characters have been kind of, how do I say, modified a bit <laughs> because of how much Harley Quinn, or the Harley Quinn show I've watched. So like when we watched the uh, trailer for the Suicide Squad, the new Suicide Squad movie, like I was kind of disappointed with King Shark yeah. because he's so funny, and then uh, in, in the Harley Quinn show he's so funny. And then um, Shalee was with me when Clayface shows up at one point in Batman Hush, and we were like, "Oh, that's not Clayface." Like <laughs> Clayface is is this uh, aspiring thespian in yeah. um, the Harley Quinn show, and in this he's just kind of a a, you know, a dumb goon. Which
0: is the fun part, right? Because in the Harley Quinn show, those guys are dumb goons, but they get to be more than that and we get to see their character more because the show's so great. I have a question for
1: you, Tim. We started a show called Doom Patrol, Mm. but it wasn't grabbing me. It's also a DC show. Keep watching. It's definitely going to be worth it? Yeah. Okay. Anything else? That's what I got.
0: Okay. So me, well, First, it's kind of news. Very exciting. I watched Moana and I did it for the first time in my bedroom. I have a TV in my bedroom now. I haven't had one since we've moved to Club South End. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I can watch. I woke up and I watched Moana and it made my day. So um, that's one thing I did. Do you want to give a little more explanation? Tendon is against TVs in the bedroom, so for the first time in my life, I've been living with no TV in the bedroom, (laughs) and now I have a TV in the bedroom. I'm very happy. Yeah. Um. So the other thing I'm doing is still working on my um MCU timeline thing, and I finished Cloak and Dagger. Tim, you were right. I actually really liked it It by the end. Yeah, it does. It took a long time to start. Yeah. Um, for me, it was just slow but by the end I was really enjoying it and I do think it ends really well so um you know for anybody who has some time it's only two seasons it doesn't take that long to get through but um yeah it was it was really good and now I'm back to Luke Cage season two which is kind of funny because I've been watching so many of these like these shows that I hadn't watched before Rewatching Luke Cage and some of the other Netflix ones um Feels weird because I'm just like, I know what happens, but I'm also watching for a reason. So I'm not fast forwarding. I'm actually watching it. But yeah, so that's what I've been up to. You guys ready to move to the 80s? Let's do it. Okay, let's grab a card. We haven't done this movie yet. In Cocoon, where do the old folks from the retirement home go to get the life force that makes them feel younger? Yes. What TV scientist whose real name was Don Herbert brought his show back for a new generation in 1983 on Nickelodeon and soon had one of the network's biggest hits?
2: Don't I? I don't know.
0: Beekman? No. Ready?
1: is it is it something we should be able to get?
0: I'm not familiar with this. Okay, go ahead. Um it's Mr. Wizard. Mr. Yeah. Wizard's World aired for 8 years. Never heard of it. Okay. Well, that's an 80s thing. What theme song from the 1982 movie Rocky III was sung by Survivor?
2: I don't even know. I love that movie.
1: Wait, I had the tiger?
0: Yeah.
2: Lesson
1: three? Yeah, mm-hmm. I you you so I was like, isn't that two? That yeah, can't be right. So, yeah, that makes sense. Okay.
0: okay. What royal pair's wedding on July 29, 1981, at St. Paul's Cathedral in London was viewed by an estimated 750 million people worldwide.
1: Prince Charles and Diana?
0: Yeah, Lady Diana. Yeah,
2: had to be
0: sad. Okay, which board game invited you to join your friends on a wild shopping spree as you rush from store to store? What Mall Madness? Yes. What was it? Mall was it? Madness.
2: Yeah, I never played
0: that. I'd never heard of it, but Kevin had so good job.
1: I maybe have. <laughs> I've heard of Mall Madness before, and I think it was a different context.
0: <laughs> okay, good job, you guys. We're in the 80s feel. Are you guys ready to talk about our movie? Mm-hmm. In order to be a good witch, I have to train a year away from home. Oh no! No collection is complete without Kiki's Delivery Service. All right, Kiki's Delivery Service. Tim, can you tell us how this was made?
2: Kiki's Delivery Service is from 1989 and it was directed by Miyazaki written by Aiko Kodano, who wrote the novel, and Miyazaki as well. And it stars Monami Takayama as Kiki slash Ursula, Ray Sakuma as Gigi, Hapai Yamaguchi as Tambo, Hiko Toto as Osano, and Michael Nobusawa as Kokiri, and Kochimiara as Okino. But we
0: didn't hear any of them because we watched the sub version. Yeah, we watched watched the, the, version. No, we watched the dubbed those? version. Oh no, yeah. we did subbed and dubbed.
1: No, we didn't. I don't think we watched subbed and dubbed. What I we watched dub. was the dubbed version with subtitles <laughs> that exactly matched the dubs. Okay. Which yes. is remember, I was disappointed because we like to watch anime or uh, with um the subs and the dubs and look at them not match. But this yeah. one was kind of they they matched perfectly, which was kind of a disappointment.
0: Yeah. So, but we listened to the English dubbed version, but you didn't, Tim. I did.
2: Do you Dumb, have the list of dubbed and subtitles?
0: Yeah. So, Do we, have it, the Kirsten list? Dunst is our Kiki, right?
1: Right. Phil Hartman plays uh, the cat. Rest in peace, Phil Hartman. Yeah. I just found out he was murdered. Yes. I did not realize that's how he passed.
0: And the show had like a dedication for him. The movie yeah. did. Um, I wasn't sure if that's like newer since. Um, it's been released here, I don't or know when it if it was from '89 because I don't remember when he passed away.
1: According to what I was reading, um, some facts about it, he was he passed away before it was done, right? Okay, that
0: so, makes sense. Um, so, they probably dedicated it to him right away,
1: yeah. That's why it was dedicated um, to his memory. And, and, again, and the reason why talking... he's a big deal, at least to me, is he played a couple of characters on The Simpsons. Yeah. back in the 90s including Troy McClure um, yeah. yeah one of a lot of people's favorite characters um, who what what do you even call Troy McClure he was, was like he, a celebrity lawyer? huh was he a lawyer no he was he was like a, within that world a celebrity endorser i'm troy mcclure and then he would like i don't know show for one thing or another
0: so this is obvious, but I'm going to say it out loud. Like, obviously, we're talking about the dubbed version, which is later than 89.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, because yeah. I think that's the reason they would have uh, cast uh, uh, Kirsten Dunst, right? Because right, yeah. it would have been after she did an interview with a vampire, I believe.
0: Um, okay, so, Kendon, you picked this movie. You've been wanting to do it for quite some time. Will you tell us what it's about?
1: Sure. Um, this takes place in... An alternate 1950s where uh, World War II never happened. Uh, I believe it takes place in kind of a fictionalized Sweden mm-hmm. or other Northern European um, city. And it follows a witch who um, in this world, witches are kind of normal. Um, and they tend to be adopted by, or to adopt a city and become the witch of the city and provide some sort of service there. It doesn't seem like it's standard service um kiki is a witch who's turned 13 and at 13 they go off on like a year-long uh, mission away from their family to go and establish themselves in a new city she goes and finds a new city by the sea by the sea or the ocean um and she establishes herself like figuring out you know can, is this a i don't know if coming of age is this coming of age it's sort definitely
0: of? coming of age transition
1: meets boy learns about yeah. the big city learns about independence um learns about
0: herself kind of falls learns about into, herself
1: learns about herself mm-hmm. falls into a role as a delivery as a delivery service like creates a delivery, delivery service for a bakery um where the woman who runs the bakery has taken her on and um allows her to board up in the basement up in the attic um mm-hmm. Which is funny because it's
0: like a side attic. Like it's got its side; yeah. it's not part of the actual house, and it's got a side. You're
1: entrance. right. I just kind of talked it up as an attic. I think she must have called it an attic. Yeah, she one. did. Yeah, it's
2: called
0: it an
1: attic. Okay. Um, and yeah, she establishes herself in the city. It's um, it's about the the difficulty of of um, responsibility, um, and in the end, she has to save her friend from a very odd limp incident. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about more of the plot as we go along. But that's kind of it. And after she helped that, the city kind of really the city never had a major problem with her, yeah. but seems to really like adopt yeah. her on and really accept it and and uh, appreciate her and from embrace uh, embrace. Thank you for that word, which I could not find in my head in the attic of my brain. <laughs> um, that's the overall this the overarching plot of the movie,
0: so I don't think it's fair to say she fell into the delivery service just because, like, when we're introduced to the situation her mom is like talking about how she doesn't really have any skills yet or like any focus or specialty and like she's she actually isn't very good at flying yet either (laughs) she's just just starting to get good at it but um so I thought that was interesting because like when she leaves clearly she gets some flying practice in when she finds that city um but she's still got some I mean in fairness she's small town girl in the big city so she's learning but like flying through that tunnel in the beginning was not safe like that wasn't a good idea and so I think it was showing that yeah she's she's not she's she's young she's still honing her skills and all that um but I thought it was really cool how she figured out what she could do she was like I don't have any other specialties like she talks to some other witch who's on her way home and her was it like fortune telling or she had mm-hmm. some kind of, like there are specific skills that folks could have. And poor Kiki doesn't have anything specific like that. Um, but what she does have is an amazing character that people are drawn to and like. Um, and that's what she ends up doing is like being, yeah, being able to provide a service. Um, and I just, I thought it was very clever. I do want to push
1: the point. She does fall into it because Asono is the one who said, oh, you should do this. Mm. She doesn't come up with the idea on her own.
0: No, she does.
1: No, she doesn't. Okay. She delivers something once for her. And then Asono's like, you know what? You know what you could do is you could be a delivery person.
0: I remember her coming down the next morning and saying, Asono, I want to run a delivery service and I'm going to get a telephone. No. And she's like, no, you could it through us and no. I'll be your first customer.
1: No, that's not quite how it happens.
0: Okay, well then I guess she-, she It is it. her
1: idea to, to get a telephone. But the delivery idea is brought up by Asomu.
0: OK, well, at the very, the, she's the first one who says, I can deliver that, um, You're right. and that and like finding something that she was good at and that she could do. So
1: she was kind of good at because her first delivery is quite a disaster. Yeah,
0: yeah. so, so well. mm-hmm. now we're talking about her, but she's not alone. There's also Gigi, who travels with her and is her best friend and amazing yeah. and hilarious and super cute and. Um one thing that i'll point out early on is this movie Kendon was like see these movies are so like made for you they don't really have any stakes they're just kind of happy and like yeah totoro was that she was
1: stressed out through this whole movie
0: i definitely felt a lot of stress and worry during totoro um but i get what where Kendon was coming from but on this one like i was worried the entire time and it was mostly about gigi like Gigi stuck at that boy's house and like, I'm just like, hurry up. I can't believe you've left him there. Like, I'm worried about Gigi a lot. And then in the end, I am I was like, still very, very worried about Gigi. And then mm-hmm. in like the epilogue credits, you finally see him, like it's a, it's a few shots before you see him and I'm like, okay.
1: So here's okay. the thing though, we watched, what? this was the fourth of their movies that we watched. And I really feel like I had gotten the ethos of what he's doing. And maybe you hadn't, but I did not get the impression the dog turned out to be ultra nice. I did not think I was actually worried about the kid when he was like holding him by his
0: tail upside down.
1: Yeah,
0: I wasn't as worried about the dog.
1: Yeah, I just didn't get the the impression that that cat was going to get mauled by it.
2: No, I didn't either.
1: But so this, I feel like this uh, movie has kind of an interesting connection for Shalia. This movie came out the same year as what movie? Little Mermaid. I feel like it has a very similar kind of set of themes of independence and going off away from your family. Um but also another interesting connection that they both have a character named Ursula. And the Ursula in this movie plays a completely different role. So Ursula is the character who lives out in the forest in a cabin and is a painter. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So I thought that was an interesting little parallel.
0: Yeah. It's true. Um, they also have animal sidekicks.
1: They do. Mm-hmm. Only one of them gets laid.
0: <laughs> we don't know that.
1: Flipper is not getting laid.
0: Flounder or Sebastian? I bet you Sebastian gets some.
1: Is he the animal He's sidekick you so were talking about, though? Or Scuttle?
0: <laughs> I was talking about all of, three of them. All three of them. I, I said sidekicks.
1: Plural. I think I think between all three of them, Gigi gets. uh gets laid more than all three of Ariel. <laughs> or- <laughs> I don't
2: know if these, these young card characters are getting laid. I don't know if that's a thing.
0: <laughs> okay. Um what you, yeah, what do you guys want to talk about for this movie? Do you want her to talk about the animation? Young, do you want to talk about the story?
2: Leaving that young poor man out in the rain.
0: I didn't know what her problem with that guy was. She is from I mean from the beginning is just not nice to him and he's she's he's the only one she's like that with. She's very nice to everybody else and we were like it's just because he's a boy it seems like she's
1: she's conservative because he kind of he says at some point you remind me he's like you're acting kind of like my grandma like or like you're from my grandma's generation
0: I mean it is I do remember at that age where it's like you it's like boys versus girls and like it takes a little bit to get out of the like we're we're, I I want to know were against each other
1: antagonistic
0: um yeah so i mean i got it and like the like i don't like him ew cooties or whatever like so i think part of it is like the transitioning and coming of age but like they're showing where she's at wasn't positive
1: guy (laughs) like well
0: and she's so nice to everybody else except for him now i did feel bad like she she wasn't sure about going to that party she i mean Gigi was very like i don't know if you can make this happen Mm -hmm. but then by the time she's trying to make it back it's almost like she was in a hurry and she did try um i felt bad like she didn't totally stand him up but also i got it yeah like i i Have definitely had situations where I was like, I can't go like this. I have to stay home. Like, I get what she's saying. Like, I don't have any other outfits and I'm drenched. I can't go.
1: But I think she kind of, it seems like she kind of purposefully stayed at that old woman's house and did way more extra work for that old woman. That like, like she really went out of her way to cut it close, it felt like.
0: But it was the, they were waiting for that thing to cook. So unless she wasn't going to deliver that, she was just spending time. We were
1: like, does it have, why couldn't it have been cooked there? <laughs> Why can't it be cooked at the place that it was going to?
0: But I do think it's like a little bit of... Um, it's like a chicken baked pizza. It, it, you know what? It's her being able to be with peers, right? Because she gets along with adults well. Huh. Um, and it's like, okay, a kid her age, and she's like, has this like wall up and is worried about it. And isn't like, she, clearly she wants to play. And like, they do show like the... I, I kept thinking the mean girls, but the they didn't actually do anything like a couple of times on the sidewalk before we are introduced to anyone. Um, but so it, clearly she's like, wants to fit in and have peers, but also doesn't really know how to navigate that. I think she's also, is she an only child? I don't think I remember seeing any siblings, which is important.
1: I get the impression she is.
0: Okay. And then, um, and so that's part of what we see, right? As part of her transition is like, okay, now she actually can hang out with her peers. And like, that's how she loses her juju in the first place, right? That she's hanging out with the kid and then his friends show up and then she like gets super insecure again and is like, I have to leave. I can't be around. Like, now she loses her
1: juju because all of a sudden flying and stuff has become work and not enjoyable. Yeah. That happens before those guys show up.
0: Yeah. She mentions that too.
1: Yeah. And this what's weird. And that was actually, it really bothered me, is all of a sudden she can't hear Gigi talking anymore. And I was like, is this, is she going to lose her magical, like, yeah,
0: I was so worried about Gigi.
1: Well, I mean, I wasn't worried about Gigi because she was going to keep taking care of Gigi as a regular cat. It was more like she lost her friend.
0: Yeah, Sure. But like, he used to be able to talk to a person who could like do things that he wanted. And like, I just, but he, he also got a voice. girlfriend
1: at the exact same time that she stopped being able to talk
2: and to Gigi him. was going to be okay.
1: Yeah, I, I felt like Gigi was going to be okay. I, felt I was w- more worried for Kiki than for Gigi.
0: I don't know. I felt like he was going to get lost in like normal cat robe. Not get pancakes in the mornings after a while, licking the butter. <laughs> He's so cute. He's so cute. But instead, he just had little Gigi babies. Yeah. Okay. So that kid was really nice. I thought it was cool how he was like, oh, you can fly. That's really cool. And um yeah, his obsession weird.
1: with light. I mean that, that bicycle scene was
2: so fun.
0: That was That's really cool. My favorite
2: scene in the film was the bicycle scene. He's pedaling so hard, man. I felt bad for our kid. And
0: they're going yeah. so slow.
2: Going so slow at the beginning. <laughs> then
1: it picks up. Well, until that until that propeller gets going, it, it must just be a big detriment.
2: Yeah.
0: It's like probably heavy. It's so big. <laughs> it's and like those, those electric bikes, oh, yeah. like having to push those when they when they're turned off.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite scene in the whole film. It's it's fun. It's a bit of personality. It's inventive. They laugh at the end and then you no, know, Kiki's mean to him two minutes later.
0: I was biting my nails. I was just like, where's your helmet? Oh my God. Like he's like, lean in. And like I was like, she's gonna scrape yeah, her face they were, on the road.
2: Like, drifting around those corners.
0: I was real nervous.
2: I'm just a
1: huge fan of all these movies because they look so good. And they don't stress me out.
0: I was stressed.
1: <laughs> I was down to it. I feel like they, they have a less of an edgy, like, unpleasantness, too, than, than a lot of the animated movies I remember from growing up, comparatively. They don't have as many of the obnoxious characters. Mm. Um,
0: that That's true. I mean, the most obnoxious character is that one girl who's like, I don't like my grandma's pies, like, a little brat.
1: Which is also fair. Like it's okay not to like a herring pie.
0: <laughs> a herring and pumpkin pie. A but here's the pumpkin. thing, you don't it might say not be it. That doesn't sound delicious at all. To other people.
1: And the reason why she seems like a brat, which is what I think is really well done, is that we watched all of the energy that went into making that pie. If we saw nothing, if we just saw the grandma hand her a pie, and her, and her deliver the pie, I feel like we wouldn't be as I mean, Shalea think would probably think a lot of people are brats. <laughs> it's kind of a Shalea thing. I hear but you. I, I really, it's like we watch all of that effort and love um, and the fact that she has a problem with the oven and then they find a solution to make the oven. But there's a lot that went into making that pie for it to be so readily just thrown away, like I, at least emotionally thrown away.
0: I hear you. And what I'll add is she did it in a snotty way. Like you could be like, oh no, I got to eat this and like plug your nose or what, like she could have had a reaction of like, this is really distasteful. And oh man, I I'm, <laughs> I, I was hoping that I wasn't going to get one of these this year, but the way she did it was very smarty. Um I'm thinking of like a Christmas story when he gets that, um, uh, what from his aunt who like socks. No, is it the bunny suit? The bunny, oh, yeah.
1: oh, <laughs> oh, oh no, that was it's not a that that was really bad. But
0: he wasn't like that. Oh man, man. like he he put it on and was like, oh, thank you. Can I take it off now? Like there's a way to be gracious and also make it known that like this is not for you. And that girl was not like that.
1: I think that story takes place in, in roughly the same period as this one does too. I think
2: mm, about that's it. a good point. So what do you think about Kiki as a character compared to the other Characters we've we've seen in these movies that we've covered. Let's see.
1: Well, very hmm. different age than most of them. I think my favorite out of the four was Nasiga. Hmm. I liked uh, most of her aspects. Kiki is. She's got a lot of uh, spunk. Isn't even the word. It's kind of get to itness. Hmm. Um, a nice, fun, interesting work ethic. I like the cat i really like I really like the idea of having a black cat the fall friends we have uh, in our home three black cats, so we have i feel like there was an extra bit of uh familiarity there um, but her as a character I liked her. generic's not the word I would go for. She didn't have as many interesting qualities to me as some of the other characters that we have had in the other miyazaki movies what do you think
0: so i prefer satsuki and i think her work ethic is also amazing
1: which movie is that again
0: totoro satsuki is the older sister in totoro was she working yeah they were like cleaning the house when they get there and so i mean like i think uh i think that work ethic we don't see it as much like her volunteering and be like i'll do all of this stuff <laughs> but like um i feel like Satsuki had that quality to her and um i just really liked her personality and i think kiki was fine but i felt she was irresponsible and i didn't like how she was snooty to the boy like i just i was the uh, you know i forgive her for it like puberty's hard <laughs> adolescence is tough. So I don't like dislike her. Um, but I did have a problem with like, girl, you're fitting in too many deliveries right now. And you dropped that basket. Like, why are you so high? <laughs> like, I was, I was stressed out by the things that she was doing. But again, she's like you said, Ken, and she's a different age than what the others are. And so like, I get it. Like my younger sister, bless her heart, she cannot hold on to money, she loses it, you give her 20 bucks. And I mean. At, I currently hopefully she's better but when she was like 11 she just it would just be gone she would have no idea where she put it so like wow. I get it but like this is a learning process but in terms of just like who I enjoy more I would go with Saski. what about you Tim?
2: Probably Kiki. Kiki's just fun just I mean kind of a jerk to people but I wish able would have her more fun stuff to do but the idea of like out on your own you're traveling around you're trying to find your place and you know that sort of I'm losing my powers and then comes up triumphant at the end. It's always fun for me. It was very Spider-Man too. <laughs> yeah, very much so.
1: I th- I would throw in in on her behalf is um her interaction with elders was very commendable. Like particularly with the uh with the old woman in the cake. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, wasn't it, it was
1: cool a that pie made, uh, initially, but towards the end of the movie, there's a cake scene. So.
0: Wasn't it funny though that like we know that the granddaughter does not like that herring and pumpkin pie, and Kiki gets a present and it's not that. It's like an actually a good, delicious-looking chocolate cake. Yeah, sure. <laughs> was like, ooh, maybe the grandma knows she has a snooty duck granddaughter.
1: <laughs> um, I also found the other old woman in that in that house. I guess she's kind of like the servant of the other one. Did you notice during the uh the scene where there's where there's kind of the disaster with the blimp or the dirigible, it's called how excited she was about the whole thing. Yeah. Like 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 she was like, Oh, this is like this is really great TV. And I was like, this is a disaster. A child is going to die. Also, he was sliding down that rope. That that seems terrifying to me. Like it would peel the skin off of your hands so quickly to slide down a rope like that. Um, I have no idea how he held on for what seems like a half hour, waiting for her to be able to fly again. Um, I like how she stole—well, not stole. She uh, aggressively borrowed that broom from that guy on the street. And when she could fly, like you could tell, because the the bristles of the broom kind of puffed up. Um, that whole thing was was kind of was fun. And really including liked.
0: that he claimed it at the end. That's my broom.
1: He did. He's like <laughs> my broom's famous now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, it was there was a lot of turmoil. Like, it was very high stakes.
1: Much more so than Totoro, to give you that.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Losing May and, like, your mom maybe dying was pretty significant, too.
1: Yeah, you lost May, but there wasn't somebody who was about to splat onto the cobblestones that you're falling from. I see. A blimp. It
0: was the hidden, it was the unseen scary <laughs> versus the, like, in-your-face train wreck. Um, Ken, one other thing that you mentioned in the very beginning, um, when we're introduced to Kiki's parents, like she's like, Hey, I'm gonna go, and I cannot imagine even knowing that your kid is gonna be going on this one year adventure, um, finding out that like on any given day, like a month early, that she's gonna leave that night, like, oh, hell no, there's just no way. But, um, but it makes sense, she had a logical reason. But the way that the parents were so supportive and happy, and you were saying, and then like something that you like about these movies, at, at least Totoro and um, Kiki, is like the parents are like very, they're, they're they're great and supportive, and also very present. Do you remember yeah. saying that? You want to say more?
1: Um, as we've talked about in the past, I compare these directly with Disney movies that I grew up with, and particularly, I think the parents are competent loving, present, kind of normal even if they might have a quirk or two. And it like like I think of the the king in uh or the sultan in Aladdin and he's worthless. Like what is the point of that character? It's it's like to make the other characters look better in comparison or something. Yeah. Um and I like the idea that she's leaving not because she's forced out by some tragedy or that her home is not a good home. The mom is comp- the mom is competent. We see her working uh creating potions for a uh, woman's uh, arthritis um and she wants to go off and it's just i, I feel like it's healthy. i want to show my kids something growing up i've showed them these before however i will throw in moana <laughs> which we recently watched is probably the best disney movie like despite the fact that she really likes um the Little Mermaid, I think there's a I think it's like a bunch of terrible things. But Moana, like it has both parents, right? Mm-hmm. It has the grandmother. The grandmother dies, but not in a too tragic. She way. She does
0: it in a like, let me help you out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and yeah. die now. Well, <laughs> so well, you can go. I, I might
1: take this to a a, two, a 30 second sidetrack to say Moana's the best Disney movie. Like it nothing about Moana bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> She's super competent. And I, and her family, like the, 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 the dynamic there is the dad doesn't want her to do something that for generations has been passed down as dangerous. It is dangerous. It's not, um, how do I say irrational?
0: He learned it himself, right? He was like, no, I'm just going to go. And then did it. So he's, he has firsthand experience of being like, look, learn from my mistake. It wasn't a good idea.
1: Yes. Yeah, so as role models, I feel like Kiki got there decades before Disney did, but I would put her up, uh, I would definitely put this movie up as something I would want my kids to watch and have have as role models of, you know, hard work, perseverance, not everything works out perfectly, but the world is overall a place where you can do good.
0: Completely agree with you, except for we also have to talk to them about not just walking into strangers houses because she keeps walking into people's houses and i'm just like you don't know who's in there like let's let's be let's be clear (laughs) i
1: wonder i want to know how much of this like despite the fact it's supposed to take place in europe comes from like more like japanese sort of mentality like oh i think a lot was walking into a house like that more acceptable and more trusting i mean there's always bad people everywhere um and also i kind of got that impression with you're not supposed to talk to a boy or she was like it, her first experience with um tombo was kind of it seemed like i wonder if this is actually from a different culture because it didn't seem like a european culture thing that
0: mm-hmm. you don't
1: talk to a boy
0: yeah i, I don't know no know but um, but yeah, I did like the parents. I liked how happy they were. I liked how the whole town came to see her leave. Like, it was just exciting. Like, okay, this is going to happen.
1: I like how they were like, we're going to miss that sound because apparently she's such a bad flyer. She's always bumping into the trees.
0: And they right, have those the bells. bells in
1: them. And I guess one more thing about the parents is the dad was literally like, it looked like he had just was packing or just picked up stuff for a camping trip.
0: Oh yeah, they were supposed to go somewhere and... She's like, sorry, can't go.
1: But they didn't make a huge deal about it. I I, I just appreciate seeing it like a different take on things where the growing up is not some tragic thing or like some huge problem.
0: I agree. Wow, it's a lot like Moana. Do you think it influenced Moana a little? Like literally she, I mean, she doesn't have the blessing of her dad to go, but like her mom helps her pack. And then she literally goes, I mean, she's on the boat across the ocean, Kiki's on a broom in the sky, but like they both go out on their missions and then-
1: Don't you think the blessing of grandma supersedes the blessing of dad?
0: Yeah, I was like, I, I, her grandma stuff. literally left with her, right? Like the stingray,
1: Yeah, is this
0: stingray or man ray? I think it's stingray, um, yeah. leaves with her. So yeah, I mean, they're very, very similar in that sense of like going out um, into the world. Um, I also really appreciated the bakery family like because the idea patrons? yes actually i was like "Ooh, that looks they made so an good. awesome
1: they made an awesome sign for her out of the bread that
0: was so sweet and they're just so nice like you can you why didn't you tell us you had no place to stay we have a room and i just i love that they took her in and were so kind to her and she like she met her side of the deal too right she helped clean she managed the store um it was a really good uh pairing there. And I just really liked it. And like how, um, when was it like both Tombo and the, uh, husbands, I don't remember his name, but the bakery husband, like waiting for her and she gets there and he like hugs her. Cause he was like waiting for her. <laughs> like, I just, I really appreciated that. And like, the, you know, they had, this is a stranger. They have no reason to be taking care of her and they totally embraced her. Um, which was cool. Cause I was like, how are you supposed to, like, where are you supposed to live? Like, how does this work where you are a 13-year-old going to a new town that you don't know anybody? It's and serious. yeah, and I, I mean, again, small town versus, like, seems like a bigger city. Um, like, she goes to the hotel and they won't people. They they're asking too many questions. So I thought that was a little interesting. Like, I would think that if you're going to go send your 13-year-old out in the world, you have some kind of like, okay, here's what you're going to do. Also, in fairness, she might have not wanted to give the hotel her information because she was afraid she was wanted by the police. So that whole thing. She was a fugitive the moment she landed. Yeah, that whole thing was unfortunate. And like, I think that might have uh, changed things a little bit, but for the better, right? If she was staying in the hotel, like she might not have she definitely wouldn't have met the bakery folks so quickly and she might not have realized she could be you know delivering things as her as her skill so it worked out i will tell you that i was pleasantly surprised i was not excited to watch this movie really yeah um it sounds fine kiki's delivery service (laughs) Miyazaki. okay cool and then but every time it had come up when i would see the cover i would see it was a witch and was like meh, like I don't I don't know what I thought it was about, but the idea that it was about a little witch girl was like mm, I don't know, and that's I mean it was great, I, I loved it.
2: Understandable.
0: So do you guys want to talk about influences? Are there any? I mean, I think I maybe mean, about forward a million influences. people
1: who have gone to a comic con or other conventions. it's a hugely popular conventions.
0: Yeah. And I do, I wonder if like that kind of storyline helped. um, Moana. Yeah, helped kind of create that. uh, Yeah.
1: Because I mean, the dub was Disney. Like Disney did the dubs and the distribution of a lot of these uh, these Studio Ghibli movies for a couple of decades. So I I think that there's quite possible that there's influence in a lot of the, the Disney movies that came after.
0: I would think so but like again it took all the way to Moana for them to like get the parents part healthy a healthy family coming a movie from a healthy family was there
1: (laughs) did you not say that the princess and the frog both parents were around
0: um her so in the beginning they are but but like when she's a toddler but by the time we're like in present day for that one her dad has already passed okay but okay um, well then if there's no other influences directly that we want to talk about, what about our favorite things? Oh, Kendon, you I ask? have a
1: couple of trivia facts that I liked that I wanted to
0: share. Oh, please do. That okay. will impact maybe my favorite thing.
1: Um, first of all, in this movie, 462 colors were used.
0: Yeah, it's great.
1: Um Ursula's painting is titled The Ship Flying Over the Rainbow, and it was painted by students from a for challenged children
0: whoa that's cool
1: yeah um and then the last one being when kiki first arrives in the city she's almost hit by a bus bearing the name studio ghibli
0: (gasps) i didn't see that that's cool although yeah
1: and you can see the term or the word ghibli um on the side of two other buses as she's being questioned by the officer
0: that's so cool
1: and then um, Miyazaki did not want to bore the audience during the film's end credits by just showing the names. So he set it up to be a mini-sequel so the audience would leave the theater feeling happy.
0: Which is what happens. especially because I was worried about Gigi <laughs> until I saw but he, had he had was a okay. <laughs> Very cool. Very so cool. favorite
1: things? Uh, Gigi and then the overall look of the film, oh, especially mm. when she's flying up to the new city. Um, there's a movie that he made much later that actually has a bit more controversy to it. I think it's called The Wind Rises. It's about somebody who designs airplanes during the World War II, slightly pre-World War II era in Japan. Um, and It's about how much he loves airplanes. It's, it's one I have really wanted to see. And I think that um, aerial scenes is something that we've seen in several of these movies now that he does a great job. And I kind of want to skip past because I've been kind of watching these in a rough order, but I want to jump to that one. And this only makes me want to see that one sooner. So that's the look of these movies again. And I'm I'm a little bummed that we're out of ones from the eighties, so. That's my favorite stuff.
0: I think that's great that you mentioned it just because the first Miyazaki that we did was Castle in the Sky, right? And yeah. we got a lot of aerial there too.
1: There's um, a lot of aerial in the uh, of aerial scenes in the um,
0: Nausicaa.
1: In Nasiga. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And then there's a cat bus. <laughs>
0: <in>. <laughs> <laughs> and then Totoro is just amazing. Uh, okay, Tim, what's your favorite thing about this movie?
2: Probably um, Kiki and uh, the scene on the bike. Kiki was fun, but the scene on the bike where they're, where they're riding around and they go down that hill and they kind of catch air and they crash. It's just fun. It's a fun, to me, that really sums up what's, what's great about these movies. Uh, so, yeah, that's part of my favorite.
0: I agree. It's this isn't, this isn't like a current Marvel movie, right? Like, it's kind of simple in terms of the media itself. And yet, I was so excited Like I was completely in experiencing that bike ride and like the thrill of it and, and yeah, happy watching them laugh. And, um, it's, yeah, it's very effective. And I like that. I also really appreciated Tombo and the fact that he didn't give up, um, and just was like nice to her anyway, and continued to include her. Um, I appreciated that because I could see it have going another way where he's just like, okay, well, she's a bitch. (laughs) like move on right (laughs) like he's got a ton of friends um and his own stuff going on and like yeah she flies I mean maybe that's why I mean it seems like that's why he uh is so interested in her but you know I think first impressions basically can can be uh really strong right and so it's lucky or it's to his credit that he doesn't take her attitude as like this this is not a person to try to get to know so, I appreciate that because I think he's going to be really important in her life. Um, but my favorite favorite thing is Gigi. I loved him. I thought he was great. Uh,
1: it's mostly because he wishes our cats would talk. It was ah. funny because like
0: every time he would curl up and look like a cat, I'd be like, "Okay, I need a cat, and I like call for one of them to come cuddle with me. Um but I really liked how he would talk to the other animals and like he was not he wasn't mean to Kiki, but he was very direct and like calling her out. And I appreciated that. Like when they're on the broom doing the delivery and flying over the forest and the geese are like, they were high, right? And then they came lower and the geese are like, there's wind, we're going to go up. And he, he told her that. And then they did, she didn't do that. Now, fair enough. I don't even know, like if she knew how to do that or whatever. So I'm not judging her for not listening, but he like scolded her about it. (laughs) Almost like, The geese told you what to do. You should have. You didn't didn't listen to me. Like he calls her out on it, and I really, I really liked his like character. And then the dog, like the fact that he got the dog to like love him and carry him around, and then help him escape. That was so funny. He was like, he helped me escape. (laughs) Like as he's walking outside, like I really didn't think of that as an escape scene, but like, (laughs) yeah, that's that's pretty much what happened so funny. Yeah, I liked Gigi.
1: So I want to finish up uh, the review before we give it its ranking by just saying, um, I know we're done with the ones from the 80s, but I'm going to continue to be watching these. And I want to mention that the next one is called Porco Rosso. And it's from 1992. And I'll read uh, the description really quick. It says, in Italy, in the 1930s, Sky pirates in biplanes terrorize wealthy cruise ships as they sail the Adriatic Sea. Only one pilot brave enough to stop the scourge of the mysterious Porco Rosso is a former World War One flying ace who was somehow turned into a pig
2: during the war.
0: Pig pilot. Babe, are you sure it's not 80s? Because I'm looking at your phone and it says USA releases 92. So when was Japan released? Ooh. Um and while he's looking that up, let's go ahead and rate it. Well, let's first, did you like the movie, Tim? I did. Yeah, good. I did. I did like it. It. it is it
1: is 1992, um but it's based off of a 1989 manga by Miyazaki.
0: Mm. All right. So, Kiki's Delivery Service 1989. Is it a classic or are we past it?
1: It's a classic. Classic.
0: I find this one difficult because I don't see as many direct ties into today's world and whether it's been influential and all of that stuff except for our guests about Moana which would would justify it in in and of itself but I just I think it's wonderful and I'm sad I you know only now being introduced to this because it was it was really great so I will absolutely say it is a classic even I guess what I'm saying is like it's not in, in the United States, it may not be a well known classic, but it is absolutely a classic. Does that oh, make sense? I, think in the
1: t- I think when it came out, it was like the highest grossing movie in Japanese history.
0: Yeah, I was like, I'm assuming in Japan they know it for sure. Yeah. But yeah, so I appreciate that. And I'm glad to be introduced to this. And I'm definitely going to be watching it again. So that's that's that. Okay, so. That's this week's show. Now, next week's episode is Tim's birthday episode. What are we doing?
2: You guys ready? Mm -hmm. I thought to myself, (laughs) I had two choices. I could do something really fun and interesting, or something so ridiculous that you would both hate me for it.
1: You went with the ladder. You went with the ladder. The ladder.
2: We're doing 2007's Dead Heist. Oh, is not scary, Julia. I wouldn't. Okay,
0: do that.
2: okay. I'm going to read you quickly the plot. Okay. Four friends plan to protect pre- plan the perfect small town bank heist, but choose the wrong night. Their plans go horribly wrong when the vampiric zombies, when vampiric zombies attack the town and trap them in the bank. Can they escape with the money and their lives?
1: Sounds, <laughs> sounds Fine. I said there's no way this can't be a good movie. <laughs> Sounds fine.
2: <laughs> Can I read you the cast? Please oh do. It includes Big Daddy Kane. <laughs> okay, great. E40. Bone Crusher. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I was thinking of a bunch of like uh like white, like early 20s. Like twenty-year-olds
0: no. <laughs> and
2: a uh, Thunderbird witty Who's that? No idea, but I love that name. Good name. Uh, it's a pretty ridiculous movie. I've seen it once before. I can't wait to watch it again and really sink my teeth into it.
0: <laughs> Is that wait, a pun? Yeah,
2: I, I see what you did there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's great. You're gonna love it.
0: Okay, you're you know you are consistent with introducing us to ridiculous movies on your birthday that. Yeah. Uh, end up definitely <laughs> enriching our experience and oh, just, just causing a lot of fun. <laughs>
2: watch the trailer and get a, get a good feel for the type of movie it is.
0: Okay. This
2: movie has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. No way. That's true.
1: <laughs> Maybe there was one person who rated it and liked it. Yeah.
0: Maybe. Alright, we're going to do it. Dead Heist next week. When Ken-
2: oh, wait, hold on. Boulder Crusher is playing himself. Yeah, if you want to watch it, it's it's on Amazon Prime. You can find it on Amazon Prime.
0: Okay, we're, we're Amazon Prime. Bone Crusher as himself. Wow. Dead heist next week for Tim's birthday. When, Kendon, what will we be?
1: We'll be back.